I think we gotta kick off this podcast addressing the controversy. We got Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, removing their uh, music from Spotify because of our podcast. That's what I heard. But uh, we're not stopping. We're not Sorry. going anywhere. We're not fucking leaving. Yeah, we're not fucking <laughs> leaving. Sorry, no one listening to your music anyway. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I never heard of. I mean, I, I'm, I've heard of like one Neil Young song. But I don't know about the He's other. He's mostly bitch. known for like Buffalo Springfield, I believe is the group. It's the one that's like uh, for, for what it's worth. Um, something's happened yeah. here, like that song. But honestly, besides that song, I don't really know anything else from him or the group. You know? Yeah, me neither. I'm into oldie music too, so I'm sure I could find something I'd like from him. But yeah, and then Joni Mitchell, I've heard about. I think she's got her own kind of like genre that people like with yeah. her, but. I uh, couldn't name a song, I'll tell you that much. It's kind of wild. I think it's because there's so much tension nowadays that this happens all the time. Like this scenario of like somebody giving a verbatim or all, oh, threat, uh, yeah. Yeah, threat of some sort. It's not so much a threat. It's just like, hey, if you aren't going to remove them, then I don't want to be I don't want to be associated with your business because I'm, yeah. I don't have those views, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But I think since there's so much controversy mm-hmm. around Joe Rogan with everything else recently, I was it's just dying like laughing, though. fucking elevated to the When moon. I saw, like, headline, Neil Young, like, threatens, blah, 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 and then the next day it was like, Spotify removes his music. I was like, bro, like, what, what, what a backfire. Think? I mean, I they literally, they pay Joe Rogan to be on yeah. Spotify. I mean, Spotify. he brings in such an immense amount of money. They don't, I mean, they no, pay... Yeah, they they pay Neil Young for his for his listens, but they don't yeah. pay for him to be yeah, on the, the royalties. Yeah, they pay yeah. Joe Rogan on top of I'm sure other shit. They pay him yeah. just to be on the platform. You think they're just gonna remove him after they paid him? Probably, uh, who knows? God God knows how many millions that they paid him to switch to yeah. Spotify. I think switch. how it works is so they pay him like a guaranteed basically yeah. money, and then they absorb all the like advertisement sales that they make off him so like joe doesn't get more if he gets more advertisements but they're basically earning their money back on the back end but uh yeah but no to your point yeah what what, i don't know what the fuck these old heads are thinking like they're they're tight your has-beens yeah well has-beens first off but like anybody unless you have a like straight deal like joe rogan has with spotify like they don't give a fuck about you there's gonna be another artist that pops up that they're gonna make plenty of money off of Especially yep. a, new, a younger one that actually has some fresh shit. Yeah, yeah. But I think they had to. Um, yeah, I don't know if you listened to Joe's like thing on Instagram and Spotify said now they're gonna put like a little like disclaimer at the beginning of a certain podcast, which is fine. But I think they had to like do something, um, not because headlines or whatever. But I think what I heard on like the back end, it sounded like more artists were trying to like make a coalition against it, and so they didn't want a probably the publicity, but b like actual bigger name people to come off the platform yeah. so they're like let's just do a little something give the dog a bone type of deal yeah. you know which is still wild that that, that like that the disclaimer is needed to, yeah but i get it they want to yeah. keep everybody kind of like at least on their butts a little bit not hurting i've gone back and forth on this with like <clears throat> free speech because you know here's a scenario you run into right it's like do you want white supremacist or it could be uh, Islamic extremist or whoever just saying whatever they want and giving people absolute freedom to either listen to like QAnon bullshit or listen to whatever and make up their own mind and make up their own decision or are we stripping people from that like kind of self-responsibility of figuring out what's what yeah 
the problem is, you know, I feel like some things, especially when it comes to like, you know, calling to actual violence, things that we already have kind of protected. Uh, besides that, it's a slippery slope because you stop these people, whether they listen to Alex Jones or they listen to Joe Rogan, you know, one, you get worried about who's next, right? Where the line keeps getting pushed further and further, okay, as far as like what's allowed, what's not. So that's one concern. The other concern is once these people get pushed off, you know, uh, the regular platforms, you know, they can't find who they want to listen to on Twitter anymore, Spotify. Yeah. Then they're forced to use these kind of quacky social media, you know, platforms. Um, like, what's the one I, I was, I mentioned to you, it was like a off-brand to Twitter, some like red, uh, Gitter, Gitter, G-E-T-R, or T-T-R, whatever Par- it is. Uh, but there's that. Yeah, Parler, another one. Signal <laughs> for communicating. Substack. You know, so these people got to congregate now at this other place. And it gives them an option, but what it does is it creates an echo chamber because the only people that have to use the alternative are of the same yeah. ideology. So you don't get this crossover anymore. And so basically you just run into two problems by limiting speech more and more. But obviously the contrary is, you know, you let kind of wackos run wild and just trust the public to make up their own minds and figure out what's what, which can be a little bit dangerous too, because most people uh, definitely lack critical thinking, but even common sense level, I feel like has, has gone down in a, a lot, lot of cheap. aspects. A lot of, a, a lot on of, both sides. Yeah. A lot of bah. Yeah. You know, but you know. I, I can see where the argument, at least on, I guess maybe the rights side, I, 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 I can fall behind the, the, the I guess m- movement with that of at least some free speech is or letting anybody speak I guess is because when you start to put a limit on one person's speech, the limit can be put on everybody's. That's Every, what I mean. Like you, you yeah. give a, you give an inch, they take well, a mile. Well, what's what's the government wise? What's uh, normal today is a uh, misinformation or extreme tomorrow. Yeah. You know? And it comes on, I'm sure, subtly. They're like, oh, we're going to mute this person. But then, oh, we also don't like this person. Yeah, either. they're so a little bit too conservative. Oh, and since cut them they've off. gotten used to us muting those two people, we're just going to mute this person too or ban yeah. this person now. And the next thing you know, it's like the fucking, everybody yeah. can just get it. And it's like, who gets to say, you know, what's what's too far, what's too much, or what's yeah. accepted, you know? It's obviously got to be a certain group, whether it is, is it left or right. Is it education that's missing? Like, maybe like... Uh, not discipline, like an upbringing, parenthood, like are the are the parents that fought for letting their kids and like now young adults be mindless and idiots or on both sides too. It's not just one or the other. I think it's a couple things. I feel like it started with the millennial generation. So I guess like yours and a little bit older to where, however, they were kind of brought up with the emergence of social media, yeah. lack of parenting or whatever fucked up that generation now they're the parents of the next generation and they're overstressed with tons of student debt they hate their job that's a probably a big they struggle with relationships for social media reasons but also lack of social you know iq reasons right um and just how people communicate nowadays and so you have these kind of uh Poorly functioning adults is how I'd put it. And now they're raising kids that are full of anxiety, ADHD, 
whatever term you want to throw at him, depression, for a number of reasons, you know, one of which being their whole lives are on social media. They grow up aspiring to be these kind of like fly overnight TikTokers or influencers that, you know, it's fine. I mean, I try to make money that way. And, you know, it's a fine, fine career path if you want to do that. But all these things that are so new that we don't know whether they're good or not is what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's not that that I'm trying to have like a more old school mindset with how things should be run or how relationships should be. But when things are changing and, and, and changing so fast, you don't really have time to stop and analyze, hey, before this curve gets past the point of no return, is this good for kids? Should we allow them to eat these foods, to watch this much television, to use social media this much, to use social media this early, you know, to make uh, very permanent decisions to their mind or body so early, you know, medicating them in middle school for depression or these different things, you know. And then they're mindless later in life. There's so many things that we're doing now as a society to almost catch up that we don't know the consequences of later, no. you know? And I don't think, like you just mentioned, though, like, I guess to reiterate in a different sense or angle is the Internet's so fast and growing so fast rapidly that, like, rules, education, uh, upbringing, like, none of that can catch up on, like, how to you know, I guess parent or, or, yeah. or like guide a, a young, like sponge, like mm -hmm. mind that's bringing in everything. Well, it's everything like, just changes so fast, you know? And, yeah. And these kids are so adaptable, which is great. You know, like they can quickly hop from one trend to the next and stay up to beat. And I mean, even in some sense, so can we, you know, we figure out what's, what's the new thing in powerlifting or what's the, yeah. you know, what are the kids doing? Right. What's gorilla mode, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, but to your point, yeah, I mean, you don't, parenting's so tricky. It scares me to be like a parent in the future because you just, it's not like, you know, you do one decision, the kid's ruined, but it is a point where, you know, if you, if you helicopter them, there's cons to that. But if you just let them run wild, there's cons to that, you know, it's like, where, where do you draw the line? Where do you have a sense of control over your kid? Do you kind of check their text messages from a distance or just let them free wing it yeah you know um especially with like tiktok and all things nowadays like do you let your 10 year old girl like twerk in a tiktok video or you'd be like hey dude that's it's kind of fucked up you know it's like you know it's it's a weird line to walk nowadays as far as you know personally but then also with you know children did you hear about uh I think it's China, how they pretty much regulated TikTok to where it only shows and promotes, the algorithm promotes like education, goals, right? yeah. education, you know, goal, goal chasing. Like it only like rewards and shows more people like getting after goals and being goal oriented pretty much. I feel like they already shoved down our throats, <clears throat> products, uh, merchandise, things like that. So would it be too much to ask for them to do that here and push forward? Ideas of exercise and yeah. diet and spam advertisement or taxpayer dollars onto those things because I'd rather uh, get less, you know, 20-year-old girls jumping around with their boobs, dancing, and more uh, exercise videos and tips and helpful products that help your nutrition yeah. or your lifestyle. And I guess when I say goals, like... Maybe I you can choose it in the settings, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure there's some type of, like, uh, 
I'm I'm lost of words, COVID brain. But uh, fucking, when I say goals, I mean like goal oriented as like people, you know, and not goals as in want to become a twerk talker, yeah. twerk talker, wiggle dicker, whatever on TikTok. But like people that are actually chasing after some type of sport or some type of like goal with whatever something they're positive. doing, something and positive. Moving that, because I think a lot of people they get anxiety, and I could be somebody like that. I'm not. I don't think I'm diagnosed with that or near that stage, but like I can get anxious if I don't have like a goal or a task at hand or something to do. I feel purposeless a lot, you know, and I can fall in that unless I figure out something to do or focus on. And I think a lot of other people can unknowingly be like anxious and almost depressed and or like feel purposeless in their life. So they yeah. I mean, we talked about it before, you know, and it's like, okay, disclaimer, not a doctor, but you know, no wonder a lot of these kids are depressed, you know. They they're pressured and told to go to college, go to you're college. a loser. Then you come out of debt and, and you're you still told, don't know what to do. And you still don't know what to do and you're told you're a, you're an idiot for getting all that debt and you're told you're fucked. And then you realize you are kind of fucked. And then you know society is showing you all these, you know, people that are just like crushing it and you feel empty cuz you don't have these things going for you and you don't realize that a lot of these things take time you know there's no quick quick fix or switch to hit and you know i'll rip on the music too you listen to all these uh you know i feel like loud depressive anxiety full songs you know yeah nothing slow or calm or with meaning and uh you know you're just left to your own devices uh and uh i don't know dude Society scares me because there's so much positive, but there's also so much lost. And I feel like you can flip it and look at things in an optimistic way, but also you can easily look at it in a pessimistic way. I feel like the pessimistic view of things leaves no hope or sense of progress. It's easy to sit back and be like, oh, we're just going to be in wars and dead. Everyone's unhappy. But if you can just try and focus on the positive, look at, you know, the good things, yeah. take the good shit out of life and just focus on that, um, you'll be happier as a person. But it, it is easy for some people just to uh, bitch complain on, on social media, on Facebook. Facebook is like a fucking, uh, what do you call it, landmine. It is. Of a... Uh, <laughs> Or a landfill. That's land what I'm talking fill. about. Landfill. Full of landmines. Yeah, full of landmines. And just, just I, I don't even know. Like, someone posted the other day. I fortunately, maybe in, <laughs> involuntarily. I don't really get on there much. But. Me neither, but I don't feel like I, I grab a lot of negative from it. I mean, I do from time to time where you'll you'll run across a post and it's, you're like, this motherfucker. It's not even negative. Sometimes it's just pointless. Like, it is. Like, okay. Like, someone the other day, I think they're a year or two older than me on Facebook, I guess, you know, um, or I went to high school with them. And they posted, and they were like, you know, I've been, had a tough year, blah, 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 and uh talked to my dad, and he, uh, you know, really, like, made me feel enlightened, and I, I'm feeling better. Okay? Like, tell your dad that. Tell your dad that that's, like, meaningful to you. Like, you, it's kind of like word vomit, you know? It's Yeah. It's, well, there was no substance to no it. There's no substance to it, you know, which... It's almost like we go back to saying, like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, it's I'm like good. you can just tell it's yourself like, that in your head, you know? Yeah, it's the hey, how you're doing, like, uh, conundrum, right? It's like, it's like you don't care how they're doing. They don't care how you're doing. It's not like you're actively anti-them. Yeah. But, I I mean, name me the one person that 
is serious when they're like, hey, how you doing? You know, and they really want to know everything that you've been doing. No. 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 And if you're the guy that's going to, like, give a whole massive spiel, you know, then you're a jerk for that. In other news, this energy drink's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Which, if you guys, uh, if you're watching or if you're listening, I'll describe it to you. It's the 3D energy drink, uh, which we haven't had here in a while. It's their Alpha Land special edition flavor, which is just a lemonade. Uh, but I've always, you know, we've talked about it. I like 3D. None yeah. of their drinks are knockout, uh, brag about them. Yeah, feel free to look at it. A little, little design. Yeah, I wanted to see if it was extra. raised or something. Um, but I feel like their cans are clean. They're simple. None of them disappoint. Yeah. Flavors aren't, like I said, crazy, but none of them suck either. I like so, that yellow. Yeah, the yellow looks nice. looks bright, clean. I've always felt like black and yellow look very good together. Very clean look, aesthetic. And it's, I can't, like, I can't tell if, I think I think they did a good job because it's flat yellow, but then like the gloss, the logo's gloss. Yeah, the logo's gloss, and then there's this little design texture you'd have to see in person that's kind of like faded in behind the logo. That's yeah. the um, Alpha Elite like branding kind of globe logo they have, but very cool, very cool though. Yeah, man. Well, um, <coughs> how you been with COVID, dude? Oh shit! Yeah, um, you're like a week and a half recovered. Yeah. So, a quick backstory: we haven't had a podcast in probably a week. At least one one episode we missed, yeah, and um, I got COVID about a week and a half ago. So, for me, in my opinion or my experience with COVID, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't bad. Just a really bad cold, flu ish. Not even flu. I'd say just like a really really bad cold, sinus congestion, snotty nose scratchy throat, you know, the typical cold. And uh, it only hit me hard for maybe one day. Two days were mild, and I was still moving around doing shit because I didn't get tested. I was just like, oh, it's a normal cold. And then Thursday, I was like, man, I'm definitely not going to work. Uh, Definitely kind of sick. Still got up, moved around, lounged around, but wasn't deathly. And then Friday felt fucking amazing. Came in, did some little back and work, whatever, for like an hour, and realized my calves started hurting really bad. Like, started, just came out of nowhere. Hadn't worked out in four days. And then calves started to cramp. And I was like, man, that's so weird. Whatever. So I walked it off for another hour or two, and then three hours later, progressively got worse and tighter, and then it started to spread up to the back of my knee, towards my hamstring. And I was Dick like, got swollen. Yeah, it just <laughs> swelled up. And I was like, perfect. Had to drain it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just what I was asking for. But uh, three hours later, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to try and take some aspirin, some ibuprofen, Tylenol, whatever, and uh, maybe a few shots of whiskey, which I did. Hell yeah. But uh, nice. stone cold that thing. But anyways, that did not subside any pain. And uh, another hour goes by. I'm like talking to my wife, Sarah, and I'm what do you think? Do I think I got another clot? What's that going on? Like, it's just a wild cramp that came out of nowhere. And it's like, I, it was, it was to the point at that moment at that night to where I couldn't stop walking around. I couldn't sit still because it bothered me that much. Like, you know, a pain where it wasn't painful enough to where I had to like not move Kinda it. Kind like was, restless leg a little yes, bit. Yes. Yeah. It was so achy that I couldn't stop moving it. Yeah. Like no position felt good. And for reference to, so people kind of have a little bit of a backstory, uh, Clearly, COVID incited the clot, but this is a clot you had about five, six months ago. Yeah, back so, in July. So, uh, you can't really conclude for sure that like COVID created it, but it Probably. definitely 
kind of reinstigated a problem and exacerbated a problem that was there. Yeah. So uh, I was eventually going to get to the point where like they don't know what caused it. Most likely it was a perfect storm of me already having a clot back in July that maybe never fully healed. Uh, me cycling, cycling, training for this hundred miler very intensely the past month, two months, riding 130, 40 miles a week. Um, and just constant inflammation on this leg that isn't in good health to begin with uh, from a wreck from 12, 13 years ago. So I have a lot of metal and a lot of just poor blood flow in this leg to where it always stays sort of like discolored a little bit. I never really have problems with sensation or feeling it. I never feel like it just goes numb randomly, but it just doesn't look healthy, which I, I've just never, all the doctors I've asked about, they're like, uh, I don't know, as long as you don't have any pains mm -hmm. or numbness, you're good to go. I'm like, well, it's my foot's fucking black, guy. What's what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so there's pro it's probably my situation. But after I went to the hospital, my wife convinced me to go to the hospital went to the ER and they were like, Hey, we're kind of busy tonight. So if you could come back tomorrow, I was like, what? So, uh, they shot me up with some Lovenox in my stomach. So it's two injections they give you in your stomach, sent me home. They're like, Hey, come back tomorrow morning. We'll get you in first thing. So I came back the next day. They ran a Doppler, realized there was a blood clot in my leg. And, uh, they were like, Hey, let's get you a CT scan before you get out of here. And uh, just make sure there's no other clots anywhere else. So I did the CT scan. We'll make sure the uh, the bill gets as high as possible. Yeah, yeah. let's. Is it is it over five thousand yet? Let's bump that let's, up. Yeah. Uh, so they gave me a CT scan, and they immediately were like, "Hey, we we found a clot in your lung, so we can't let you go. We got to admit you to the hospital." There's a full size can of White Monster in your lung. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how that got yeah. there? No, uh, no. What? That's not mine. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not mine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and of course, like the craziest thing about it all, and I made a post about it, is like. You know, not everybody's going to have the situation I did, especially with me having the wreck and previous shit going on. Not that I'm an unhealthy person. I eat fucking very clean, very consistent. I train a fuck ton, weight lift. All my blood works looks good, the past physicals I've gotten. So, like, I'm not out of shape or unhealthy, but uh, just maybe my leg is fucked up. But if you have anything that ever, like, is not normal or doesn't feel right... You know, it's it's normal for, especially guys, just to brush it off and be like, oh, fuck, I'll sleep it off, or mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go run it off, or work it out, yeah. sweat it out. But sometimes you got to trust your gut and realize, hey, maybe I need to go bite the bullet and go get something checked out, or at least go call a doctor, and at least maybe they can give you a recommendation. But What I've noticed is when you take care of your body and you're always, you know, you're active, you eat healthy, when something's out of the norm, it's easy easier, to spot. Yes. Because if you're already feeling like shit, you you're already like, tired all the time, yep. you don't know, oh, my energy levels are extra low, um, I'm extra sensitive today, or inflamed, or tired, or sore. Yep. You don't know that if you're you know, constantly treating your body like crap. I, I agree with that 100%. And I also think the fact that if you're a person that takes care of your body quite often, eats, you know, doesn't eat like a jackass, mm -hmm. trains and moves their body at least a couple days a week, this is going to prevent a situation to where you get a blood clot or a clot in your lung to where you aren't going to immediately die from that. You might yeah. be able to, you know, survive it and or be in my scenario, you know, knock on wood, to where I was able to find this shit early without really any problems, you know, besides leg pain, you know, if I would have never gotten it checked out, I wouldn't have known about the clot in the lung. Mm. So, and that's pretty, a uh, clot in the lung is pretty serious, even though one in your leg is too. I but. wonder if that was there back like if that's developed either after your last 
like clot or around the same time, and it just was lingering there, and they never did a CT scan. You know, it could have been, or it could be brand new. I took screenshots, and I. It's a lot to explain or unpack, but I have yeah. an. Uh, regardless, after this whole scenario, I have a follow-up appointment with my hematologist, which is a blood doctor, cancer doctor. They just specialize in blood, and that's the seventh of this month. So a couple days from now, I'll be able to have some answers, at least a little bit better. But I forgot to mention the last time I saw this guy four months ago that I was coughing up blood back in April or May. So I that's a good that. sign of that's a good sign of probably a clot in the lung back then. Yeah. But who knows? What happened? I remember that happening. I had no pain with that either. I just woke up for two or three days, and it would only be in the morning after I'd wake up. You didn't up. get that checked out. Though, no. Right? <laughs> no. I remember texting I'm Sarah, the same fucking and I screenshotted it looking back on it now because I was like, hey, yeah. I just coughed up blood. And she was like, yeah, you should probably go get tested for COVID. This was back then, or go see a doctor yeah. about it. I was like, ah, uh, if it keeps up for a week, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> looking back on it, so dumb. Yeah. But um, anyways- I do have a follow-up with a hematologist to hopefully get some answers on maybe why this was caused again or if it was just lingering, even though I was on blood thinners that should have wiped it away yeah. over the past six months. Um, it's just a perfect storm to where I got COVID, which can induce potential blood clots because the doctors, and even my wife, she works in the hospital, says she sees 19-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 30, 40-year-olds 30 come with clots either in their legs or lungs uh, post-COVID, vaccinated and unvaccinated. Yeah. So it, it could be a, a, a just all my left leg shit going on, then me getting COVID and just a perfect storm to where it just, that's how, I mean, that's kind of yeah. how my shit happens. It's like perfect luck. Yeah. But yeah, I'm doing all right though, to answer the question about COVID. <laughs> I, I feel great. I Good. mean, I, I like know I you said, worked three, out Sunday and I, I did like a couple curls. Yeah. With some twenties. So what's holding you back now? Is it more worry about it? Worry. It, okay. Because I could I could probably go out there and do upper body totally fine. What but, doctors say? Oh, uh, so the. Well, and so, you I know, know I don't know if it's just liability purposes or what, or if they just want to yeah. be vague about it. But there, my discharge papers from the hospital from the doctor said, resume normal activity. Six months to sixty four years. <laughs> no, <laughs> somewhere res- it says immediately resume oh, really? normal activities as tolerated. Oh, but, that's so vague. And it's so vague. It's like just to cover their ass, I guess. But again, they don't. Do they know and my the problem normal? when you Google the shit too? Is it's so personalized, right? It like is. your own experiences, how your body's recovering, and so you can Google like, you know, when should I start running again? When should I start lifting? And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's and I it's get not it. That like, helpful. would a doctor know when I'm ready to go back with this shit? But like at the same time. I I at least need to have peace of mind knowing like is the medication that I'm taking now the blood thinners I'm taking going to keep me safe to resume normal activities at least you know some easy training well normal activities I think is what they're referring to as just daily like work. shit work walking to you know work and because if they know, knew picking my n- up your kid normal kind of stuff. activities then I'd be training yeah. and cycling again which I don't know if that would be yeah protocol are the blood thinners you're on now stronger than what you were before not they didn't say that so i saw a doctor in there that he stopped by my room for a second he was like hey what were you on before i was taking a blood thinner called zarelto uh before at 20 milligrams a day and now he was like well since that obviously maybe didn't work let's switch to eliquis which is another form of a blood thinner it's just a different brand 
at 10 milligrams a day. So I don't know if this is more potent at less volume or, you know, less milligrams or what, but that's what I'm on right now. And, uh, I will say the past two, two days I've noticed my leg get better. I don't have to gimp as much. I can take a longer stride. Yeah. Monday you were, yeah, like a stiff leg. Yeah. Yeah, Immediately after they released me from the hospital, I still couldn't walk really. I I could maybe stand up for 30 seconds without like my leg feeling like it's going to explode. Yeah. And, uh, it's progressively gotten better, which was worried at first because the second day I was at the house bed bed resting after the hospital visit, I called the nurse because she was like, call if you have any questions. I was like, hey, my leg is still fucked. Am I going to die in my sleep or should I be yeah. like elevating? Should I should I put ice on it? Which like should I do? She was like, no, just take your blood thinners. You'll be good. I was like, oh, all right. Well, yeah. Good talking. It's stuff like this is scary, you know, and it's, you know, going back to what you were saying about a lot of times guys don't want to go to the doctor. Yeah. I'm the same way. You know, something's bothering me, uh, whether it's really apparent and physical, like, you know, my IT band or my shoulder or whatever, or whether it is more like sickness. It's, there's a line where you know you need to go. Yeah. But there's definitely a gray area to where you could go, they'll give you a little bit of reassurance, they might prescribe you this or that, but you could also let your body fully fight it. Yeah. Which probably in some scenarios is a pro. In other scenarios, you know, you're making your body kind of work through things that modern medicine could like help and solve. At least, yeah, speed up maybe. But, you know, it's those gray areas that are a little bit scary because it's not, you know, you and me working for ourselves, you don't always have the guaranteed insurance. No. So, you know, there's that. And then also... You know, who wants to, A, take the time to go see the doctor, try and get in, sit in a waiting room for an hour. And I'm not trying to sound cheap. Him. Even if you have it's insurance, expensive. you're still going to pay a copay. You're still yeah. going to have to pay out of pocket for some medications. Yeah. Like, And it's like, would you rather just feel shitty for an extra day? Yeah. Or would you pay an extra 250 to $400? It's like, uh, just yeah. feel shitty. You and know? we're not medical advisors. This is not medical advice. No. <laughs> Again. Yeah. We have PhDs, yeah. but not the kind that you're talking about. Below the waist. Yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, in other news, I'm feeling back, uh, not quite fresh as a daisy, Yeah, but it's been a long time coming with this IT band, man. You know, it's funny, when you get injured, especially when it's a little bit more serious, you know, it's not just like a sore wrist, you don't know when things are going to be better, you know? You, you kind of just take it day by day, week by week, you're like, maybe next week I'll be good, you know? But then... So sometimes you're like, shit, I hope three months from now, right, I feel better. And then when you're at three months from now, you're like, damn, I am better, but shit, it took a long time. Yeah. You know, it's hard to think about, I mean, shit, let alone your injury where that's going to be three months, but you know, your life, your career, uh, holiday season goes by, you know, a lot can change in three months or whatever time frame it is. But uh, to not ramble too much. I'm feeling way better. All the mobility work I've been doing with the mini band, I think, has helped a lot. Um, it's basically just doing some sidewalks because I feel like I don't do a lot of <clears throat> glute med work, yeah. as well as I don't do really any stability work on my leg. I mean, when you're running, you're basically only on one leg the entire time, if you think about it, right? You're alternating legs, but it involves a lot of hip, ankle, knee, you know, stability, and you need that strength in your hips and in your core and all those areas that. You can be strong as an ox in the gym, but it's not the same, no. you know? So 
trying to do a lot more warm-ups with the side steps. I also do some like banded kickbacks basically, just like 10, just like little pumps. And, you know, it's less so the glute that I'm working that's doing the work. It's more the other leg that's stabilizing that's, uh, you know, working pretty hard. So, you know, a lot of these muscles you don't think about until you hurt yourself and you figure out, you know, you have a glute deficiency or your hips are tight or this or that. So it's good to try and work these and address them ahead of time. Uh, and I'm just glad I'm feeling how I am about less than six weeks out or uh, roughly, yeah, a little bit less than six weeks out, I guess now for my race. And I'll say I'm not in the like condition, obviously that I want to be, but I just want to be, I just want to walk to the start line and not worry about my leg giving out on me. I want my conditioning to give out on me yeah. if anything, because the cutoff time is pretty big. It's 12 hours, so I feel like if it's got to be a suffer fest, it will be. But, you know, with the basically breaks built into the race, it being a mountainous race, so it's not an insane amount of elevation, but there is 3,000 feet gain. So there's, you know, plenty of sections where I'll be walking up hills and pretty steep inclines. And so those breaks, I think, will do me some good because it'll give me a forced break from the run and also give my leg a break from, you know, if the IT band flares up at all. Uh, but you know, even besides all that, I'm, I feel like I'm finally building back my condition a little bit. Running today was like the first time I could run a full six miles and not think about it for more than like 10 seconds. Felt it very briefly, like mid, mid run to where it's not the pain itself, but like, it feels like eh, it might start to come on. Um, but I haven't actually felt the pain itself, knock on wood for like weeks now. Haven't pushed it to that point. And, uh, you know, today I could just let my stride flow and I felt like I was actually running, you know, rather than shuffling feet cautiously and, um, ran 10 miles Saturday. I'm going to try and do like two hours, two and a half hours out on the trails, uh, Thursday. And it's tough because I know probably like where you're at mentally, you know, you're frustrated. You wish you could, you know, get back to what you were doing. You were doing all that training. You're like, what the fuck? Like, can I just get the chance to move my body. I and felt like, like I saw this. the light and it was like, oh, yeah. doors shut. Yeah. You know, cause I was like, man, if I can knock this hundred out, then I, yeah. if cycling isn't meant to be, I can at least pivot to something else yeah. after I finish this, close this chapter. Yeah. At least yeah. I wanted to finish it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I just know that feeling, you know, and <clears throat> I'm happy to be on what I see, I think is the other side of it. Yeah. But it definitely makes you grateful for that. But it made me really reevaluate what the hell I'm doing because, you know, for someone else, they might be able to run their first marathon, run their first 100-mile or whatever the hell quicker than me, have less issues, do whatever. Um, but me looking out, you know, with this injury slowing some things down, I still plan on getting a 50-miler in in, like, the fall time. But even if I do, you know, I mean, it's it's going to be like 2023, like three, three and a half full years of running before I get to that like 100 mile race, you know, and it, it makes me realize like this is such a long haul goal that it's hard to see it for what it is when you're in it, you know, because you're kind of just so focused on that goal, but you also realize you're so far away. We talked about it on a podcast a while ago. Like when you know you're at the 20% progress bar, it's hard to like look up that mountain and be like, damn, I still have to get all the way up there. You know, I've barely moved. And that's when I think you're pretty good at it. You, I, well, at least I hear you talk about it, you know, setting like, 
all right, well, as many goals, many or? goals are like at least averaging your week. You'd be like, all right, just focus on the week. Let me get in this average for the week, and then I can focus yeah. on the next week and the week after that. You know, just taking it almost like shorter little little mini goals. Shorter time. little goals. I mean, that's all you can do, really. You know, but I was just thinking about like how easy is it for me to kind of just quit on the running, you know, and just throw it to the side and be like, that was a fun like year, year and a half, or something like that, uh, because. When you start something new, you set a big audacious goal, you know, whether it's running, cycling, lifting, whatever, a business, people are quick to get on it and be like, that's, you know, really cool. Like, can't wait to see you crush that. But when it's two, three years out, not only do you have to have the patience to see that fulfilled, but you have to trust like other people, you know, they're going to kind of forget why the hell you even started running or, or, or what the hell you're doing. And you're just going to have to stick it out and really remind yourself why you're doing this. Because it's an accumulation of thousands and thousands of miles that's going to lead to this, like, eventual goal, you know? And, um, I mean, the same goes for business. You know, you start saving, you know, $5 here, $10 there. You get $5,000 in your account, whatever it is. You're excited about that. But, you know, you might need, like, 100 Gs or whatever or whatever kind of loan to actually start the business so it's hard to see so far in the future and still be uh still be motivated but uh that's my brain ramble yeah no i i can see but that's kind of where i've been mentally and just to reiterate because i think it's important to re-evaluate you know what you want why you're doing this um especially if you are kind of just in the middle or just getting started to a goal you know but you don't like I, I'm definitely I'm big and I'm listening to a few podcasts recently and uh, a book. And it's like getting clear on what you truly want and what what makes you happy. You know, yeah. like not focusing. I mean, it is you do need. And I think I mentioned it to you having like grading scale of how spiritual it is, how financial it is and how much time it takes away from your day, you know, to focus on. And sometimes they don't need to all hit A's in those brackets. Yeah. You know, sometimes it can be more spiritually or something that just truly makes you happy. And uh, getting clear on what that is and then focusing on it, not relying on the money to be there or yeah. regardless of how much time it might take out of your day. And as long as it, you know, brings something, mm-hmm. some type of value to you, then, you know, it's worth chasing. Yeah. The aspect I was just really coming back to um, to myself recently has just been regarding the injuries that either I've dealt with or you've dealt with is – you know, there's these constant, you know, we're running up this, like, muddy hill, and we keep falling on our ass, right? Yeah. We keep slipping, keep slipping. And it's like, God damn, can I just get some dry, you know, simple hill so I can just troop through this? No, yeah. I keep sliding down the hill. And, you know, I said it in my uh, YouTube clip the other day, and I thought it was a good way of verbalizing it was, you know... I feel like I'm getting thrown back at square one, and I didn't even get to square two. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it, it, I even think of it recently for cycling, and I'm sure it can relate kind of to running. It's just I'm not asking my body for a lot. Yeah. I'm just trying to you like – feel like you're asking for I'm act, much, I'm asking yeah. for a 500-pound squat or something yeah, like that. Yeah. That's what it's acting like, where I'm like asking for some I'm not some trying to win a world thing. record. I'm not trying to win I'm the race. <laughs> Right. I mean, you know, obviously it's a, it's a lot of time yeah. for you and me, like hours running or hours cycling, but it's like, I'm not asking for a lot, just trying to stay steady and finish out a yeah. goal. But, you know, yeah. I think it's easy for us, 
it it is easy for anybody to be like, oh, why is it me? Yeah. But I'm sure there's other people that are going through some shit like this, and it's. Taking... Well, I'm sure from the outside it looks like, you know, Brock's just having it easy. He's crushing. He just tr- you started yeah. running. Just add. Look at him. He's got 40 miles this week. Blah blah. But it's like injuries do happen. You know, yeah. they usually don't happen to me. But shit, he can get anyone. So. And it's and it's the fact of you know having your little you know down your your little setback or a pity pity party that you need yeah. give yourself some time everybody you know you can have a pity party nobody says you yeah. can't but then like party there, one there's please. a there's a, a pivot that you need to realize it's like all right I have my time to reflect and realize that I just got to keep moving it forward and it's our Whether responsibility it's, to show that you can do that because sure. who are we. You know, if if we just give up like that, then it's like, what kind of you know example do we set? A hundred percent, and that and just letting yourself down. Yeah, for me, that's I that's the biggest thing. It's like, man. Yeah, I'm more focused on that. You know, I I really you know I still have a hope that I can get back on the bike and maybe train a little bit smarter or figure something out for yeah. my body. But I would like to still finish that just to know that I I started it yeah. and I said I was going to finish it and I fucking did it. I think you will. Yeah, I think you will. All right, guys. This was a good one. It was good to get back in this in this groove mm-hmm. and just ramble. Yep. Um, because I know we both got pretty busy weeks, so I'm glad we fit this in. Yeah. If you got something out of this, if you had some thoughts on the free speech ramble we had early on, or or about your goals, comment below, DM it to us, share the podcast. Please. We have fun doing it. Hopefully, you guys enjoy listening to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, thank y'all. Follow us in the description below. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week. See you.